right here we are having to replace the studs in this tractor front wheel. Wheel got loose and didn't notice it. Wobbled out the wheel and broke off half the studs where I caught it. So I had to go to Kubota and buy some more. Okay, here I am back in my office. This is my upper room man cave where I don't let my wife come. And uh, I'm going to answer a question that has been, people have been sending to me about Antichrist. I actually heard some Christians recently, there's this new fad of asking the question, is Donald Trump the Antichrist? So is he? Let's find out. The only way we can find out is to look at the Bible itself and see what it says about Antichrist. Now, the word Antichrist only appears five times, but there are many other names for Antichrist, and they're stretched in the Old Testament and the New Testament. So we're going to look at those, and we're going to look at about 12, 15 different ways that you can recognize the Antichrist when he shows up. So that's going to be, going to be a lot of fun. All right, uh, I have my Bible program opened here. This is Logos Bible Program. Some of you have asked about what program. This is very expensive. Sword Searcher, you can get a free copy of Sword Searcher online. Uh, it's the older model, or you can pay $50 and buy an updated one. But the old one I used to use, and it's great. So get the free copy of Sword Searcher online, and uh, if you like it, you can upgrade to their later models. All right, here here we go. Let's get uh, this. I've taken all the text and I've put it over here into my Word document so that you can see it on your cell phone. Okay, now is, is Donald Trump the Antichrist? Let me ask you, does Donald Trump like women? Has he ever shown any uh, disdain for um, being uh, intimate with women? Antichrist will not regard women. Some people have said he will be gay or a sodomite. That's not necessarily what the text says. It just says he will not regard women. Uh, uh, a few of the Catholic priests don't regard women. Uh, there's been different uh, people who've declared themselves to be lifetime celibate who do not regard women. So Antichrist will be maybe a virgin uh, he will abstain from uh, women in every way and be noted for that. Now, why would that be? Because Antichrist is not anti-against, but it's anti-in place of. Or, uh, so the Antichrist is going to come like Jesus. He's going to come and present himself as Jesus. He's going to claim to be God. And in so doing, Jesus didn't regard women. Uh, so Antichrist is going to follow in that parallel and uh, be a celibate and be known in the world by celibate. So uh, oh, oh, already da uh, Donald Trump is disqualified on a number of occasions. So Daniel eleven thirty one says, and his arms shall stand on his part, and they shall pollute the sanctuary of his strength, and he shall take away the daily sacrifice, and shall place the abomination that maketh desolate. Now, the only reason I refer to that passage is because it gives you the context as we drop down a little further to verse 37, 30, 31 to verse 37. Neither shall he regard the God of his fathers, nor the desire of women. 
So Antichrist is not going to desire women. Now you say, how do you know that's referring to Antichrist? Because the context here, when he says he'll take away the daily sacrifice, Matthew 24, Jesus refers to that passage in Daniel, quotes that passage, and speaks of it as a yet future event. So casting that whole passage in future context tells us that this is Antichrist along with other contextual uh, references in the passage. Won't have time to prove that to you. Let's move on. Antichrist will divide Israel for profit. <laughs> now, Donald Trump has done the opposite of dividing Israel. He's unified Israel by placing our embassy there in Jerusalem. But Antichrist will divide Israel up for some kind of profit. So when you find a politician coming along wanting to uh, create a two-state solution, then you might have uh, <laughs> the first of one small possibility of it being Antichrist. Daniel eleven thirty nine. Thus shall he do in the most strongholds with a strange God whom he shall acknowledge a strange God. So it's not going to be the God that we know. It'll be a strange God. Uh, increase with glory. He shall cause them to rule over many and shall divide the land, not just Jerusalem, but the land of Israel for gain, for some kind of profit. That's what Antichrist will do. Now, Antichrist denies Jesus Christ. Little children, it is the last time, and as we have heard, Antichrist shall come, and now are there many Antichrists. There's Antichrist in every age, whereby we know that it's the last time. There'll be a, there'll be a last days Antichrist, but every generation has its Antichrist. But we have an unction from the Holy One, you know all things. I have not written unto you because you know not the truth, but because you know it, and that no lie is of the truth. Who is a liar? But he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ. So uh, the Antichrist will deny that Jesus, who came, was the Messiah, the anointed of God. He that does that is the Antichrist that denieth the Father and the Son. So Antichrist will not only deny Jesus, he will deny Father too. That means he won't hold to the Jewish religion. Uh, he won't even hold to the Muslim religion. He will deny God the Father. He won't even hold to the Mormon religion. Uh, these, uh, uh, Jehovah's Witness, because he will deny God the Father altogether. Now, he does not confess that Jesus came in the flesh. Now, what's the significance of that? It's Jesus coming in the flesh that provided for him the possibility of being our sacrifice substitute. Every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. This is that spirit of Antichrist. Now, the Bible's a wonderful book, isn't it? You don't have to guess or think or imagine or pray about it. You just read it. Right there it is. For many deceivers are entered into the world who confess not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. This is a deceiver and an Antichrist. So, very clear, very clear. Uh, he claims to be God, Antichrist claims to be God, and demands worship. He wants to be worshipped. 2 Thessalonians 2, 3, Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except there come falling away first, and the man of sin be revealed, the man of sin, the son of perdition. Those are two other names for Antichrist. Who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that's called God. So not only... 
the God of the Jews and the God of the Christians and the God of the Muslims, but he opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God. Uh, in any name, in any language, in any religion, the Antichrist exalts himself above those. So that he as God, so he's going to be claimed to be God. He as God sitteth in the temple of God. He's, the temple is going to be rebuilt in Jerusalem. And Antichrist is going to sit there in the temple where the Holy of Holies is supposed to sit and claim to be God. There's other scripture on this. We're not going to go into all of it. Showing himself that he is God. So by sitting there, he thinks that's a demonstration that he's the Jewish God. Okay, he'll recover from a lethal wound to the head. Donald Trump has never had a lethal wound to the head. And I saw one of his heads as it were wounded to death and his deadly wound was healed and all the world wondered at the beast. Now this beast has seven heads and he tells us in the context that that's representing seven kings, seven kingdoms. And they worshiped the dragon which gave power unto the beast and they worshiped the beast saying who's like unto the beast that they will make war with him. And there was given unto him a name speaking great things and blasphemies and powers given unto him to continue 40 and two months. So for 40 and two months, this Antichrist personality will reign after having a deadly wound to his head. So there's going to be an assassination attempt on Antichrist. And he will, most commentators say die. Maybe he will. It's a deadly wound. Or it was a wound that should have killed him. But it's going to be a wound to his head. And uh, he will... Uh, his right arm will be dried up, the Bible says. So here's his arm shriveled up because of the brain damage. And maybe he'll have his hand stuck in his coat like Napoleon, this way right here to keep it up. And he may have slurred speech with that brain damage because he's going to construct an image of himself to do his talking. And that image will appear all over the world by media and people will be called upon to bow down and worship that image. You know, this is the first generation that we've ever lived on the earth where the whole world could see the image of the Antichrist. Of course, what you see on here is an image. Could see the image of the Antichrist and be forced to bow down and worship it and be detected if they're not bowing down. So... Uh, more of that's in my book, Who is the Antichrist? Nearly uh, 100 page book. But let's get back to this. Uh, uh, verse 12. And he exercised all the power of the first beast, as a religious one, head of the religious institution, and then Antichrist, and caused the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast, that's the Antichrist, whose deadly wound was healed. A deadly wound. So. Was he raised from the dead? I, I, I don't think. I think probably because of his paralysis, his arm being dried up, that he it was should have killed him. And people thought he was going to die. He didn't. He recovered. No doubt comes back with a glorious story of healing. Uh, now he'll blaspheme God, Revelation 13, 6. He opened his mouth and blasphemy against God and blasphemed his name, his tabernacle, and them that dwell in heaven. Now, I've known a lot of people that blaspheme God, but I've never known anyone who blasphemed the people in heaven. <laughs> to, to blaspheme the people in heaven is to acknowledge there is a heaven, 
therefore God, and therefore people die and go to heaven, and you'd be blaspheming grandma, grandpa, all the old saints and great missionaries of the past, that would be pretty low down to blaspheme the people already in heaven. Now, why would that be apropos to Antichrist to blaspheme the people in heaven? Because millions of them just disappeared from the earth, got raptured out, and in heaven while the Antichrist is reigning. And so the earth uh, suffers quite a bit from the loss of all the Christians, especially if one was flying an airplane with uh, 300 passengers on board. Our other occupations that are critical to our survival. If all the Christians suddenly disappear, gone, uh, then uh, there's plenty of movies out showing what happened, plenty of books. I got my books, other books, people have written, probably 10,000 books written on this subject. And there will be some, a lot of people left behind, preachers who wrote books on the rapture who won't make it. They won't get, they won't be raptured out. And they'll be here to say, whoops, we missed it and explain it, and they'll be on CNN. I understand you used to believe this thing about the rapture. You didn't get taken up. Why not? Uh, well, I guess I just wasn't good enough. Well, it has nothing to do with that, but that's what they're going to think because they don't understand the grace of God. And so a lot of people will blaspheme the people who've gone to heaven. Uh, and then uh, he'll display miraculous powers. Uh, Donald Trump's never never had any miraculous powers. Uh, he got over COVID, but uh, that was not miraculous by any means. He suffered from it like anybody else does. Revelation 13, 13, number of sin, death, and judgment. Uh, when you see 13 in the Bible, you know you're coming up with something dark. And he doeth great wonders, so he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. So Antichrist performs miracles to the point of getting on television and calling fire down from heaven for everybody to see the lightning bolts come down and cremate a big pile of Bibles or whatever it is he wants to destroy. So it's going to be miraculous what he does. And then his name, we're told, Revelation 13, 18. Here is wisdom. You want to be smart? You want to be wise? Let him that understandeth count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, the number of man is six, and his number is six hundred, three score and six. That's six hundred and sixty-six. That's the number of things. What do you mean the number of his name? Well, in the Greek alphabet, the Latin alphabet, Hebrew alphabet, uh, there the uh, digits, the, the numbers, numerical numbers, were represented by letters in the alphabet. They didn't have one, two, three, four, five, six. They just had an alphabet. So you know how you write a Roman numeral, V for five, X for 10, I for one, and then combinations of those. And then you get your C and your L and your other numbers to represent your thousands and ten thousands and so forth. And so you could write numbers using the letters. So each letter had a value, right? Uh, well, you can take a uh, name in Hebrew, Latin, Greek. You can take each letter and what is the value of that letter? And that one, that one, that one, that one. Look at my, look at my teaching on numbers. You'll see that. And so Antichrist's name will total 666. Say, how common is that? 
Only three times in the whole King James Bible does a word equal 666, and they're all very negative. So Donald Trump's, according to the geometric, geom, uh, the, according to the Jews in Israel, Donald Trump's name equals 424. So he couldn't, he couldn't be the Antichrist. He doesn't have the right name, and it doesn't total 666. All right, that's, that's amusing. Now, the Antichrist desecrates God's temple, Matthew 24, 15. Uh, when you therefore shall see the abomination of desolation, spoken of by Daniel the prophet, that's the passage you read earlier, stand in the holy place, whosoever read, let him understand, Daniel 9, 27. Uh, Antichrist will cause the temple sacrifice to cease. He'll desecrate God's temple and cause the sacrifice to cease. And he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week. That's seven years, a week of years. Can't prove it to you now, but it's provable. In the midst of the week, that's the midst of seven years, that's three and a half years, he shall cause the sacrifice and the oblation to cease. Now, the Jews are going to rebuild their temple, and they're going to offer animal sacrifices in it. And for the overspreading of abominations, he shall make it desolate even until the consummation, the end of things, and that determined shall be poured upon the desolate. So Antichrist will desecrate the temple and cause the sacrifice to cease. And then Antichrist will be Jewish. Now, uh, I'm somewhat speculating, I'm speculating here somewhat. Uh, not everyone would agree with me, but you look at the passage decide for yourself. Daniel eleven thirty seven. Neither shall he regard the God of his fathers, nor the desire of women, nor regard any God, for he shall magnify himself above all. So, when it says, neither shall he regard the God of his fathers, uh, that's the kind of terminology you would find in reference to the Jews. Uh, so, this Antichrist comes from a group of people that worship God and highly acknowledge God. And he's raised that way. But he rejects the God of his fathers, which is very Jewish sounding. So I think Antichrist, since he is the substitute Christ, the uh, one who displaces the other Christ and takes his role, since that's who he is, it makes very good sense that he'd be Jewish. How could you come and say, I'm the Jewish Messiah, if you're not Jewish? Uh, from another passage, more obscure, I think he's a Syrian Jew, half Jew, half Syrian. And uh, <laughs> I deal with that. I don't know if I deal with that here or not. I don't remember. For he shall magnify himself above all. So that's fascinating. The Antichrist will be. Okay, here's one. He causes earth's armies to fight against Christ. Revelation 19, 19. He saw the beast and the kings of the earth and the armies gathered themselves to make war against him that sat on the horse and against his army. And the Antichrist is cast alive into the lake of fire with the beast and the false prophet where he'll continue day and night in torment forever and forever. So, uh, you want to identify the Antichrist? That's not all of them. I just, you know, run out of time. Uh, but that's a good good list. And then there's other kinds of detail in this book uh, about the uh, 
Antichrist. And uh, it's well illustrated, uh, beautiful artwork, uh, full color. And uh, it goes into a lot of history and uh, reveals the scripture, the nature of Antichrist, and how to recognize him when he shows up. By the way, if you're here to identify the Antichrist, you missed the rapture. It's too late for you. So uh, I'm really not trying to identify him. <laughs> and we won't know until after the rapture who he is. Uh, and and there's, no, there's a passage on that in Thessalonians. We won't want you. Okay, uh, that's all for now. Uh, see you again uh, next week. Got some work to do outside again.